slack line quote of the day edition uh this is our daily short segment where we uh we go through uh you know something uh something somebody might have said that uh that piqued our interest and uh or my interest anyways and we can have a little chat about it uh it is january 4th 2018 and um oh, there's a bunch of stuff going on everybody's back from from holidays and whatnot, uh, including uh, including all the craziness that's going on down south in the U.S., uh, you know, closer and closer to <laughs> thermonuclear war, uh, which is interesting. Um, you know, it's I don't know if everybody feels this way, but to me, you know, it's kind of interesting to be a part of of history. Um, like we're we're kind of always a part of history. Uh, but you know, every once in a while, major events happen that people will look back on and read about in in, in textbooks or you know whatever the future of education is and stuff like that. Uh, like I was alive for nine eleven, um, and I'll I'll never forget. I was walking uh, past my uh past my TV on the way to school, and I just saw uh saw the the towers burning on the on the TV and. I I remember not really thinking about it, just being like, "Huh, that's interesting." And then people were talking about it on the bus on the way to school, like, "Oh my God, did you hear about the twin towers? Uh, like they got hit by the, those planes." And I was like, "Is that what that was? Like, oh my God!" And you know, I was pretty young then, uh, you know, twelve years old, so I I didn't really I couldn't really process it uh, until later. Actually, probably until I I actually went there, I saw Ground Zero. It was pretty nuts. Uh, you know, a few years later before they built the new building there. Um, yeah. Uh, and then now, so now this stuff with Donald Trump is happening, uh, you know, and (laughs) it feels like, it feels like we're kind of living through, through something like that again, you know, something that is an exception, something that will change, you know, how things go because, you know, 2018 is going to be an interesting, uh, an interesting year for, for that presidency and for that for that country because like to me i look at it and like all these people are implicated in in what are you know treasonous acts or uh you know at best uh very like fatal ignorance um and so i like you go down the list of succession of of who's to be president and you're like well how like how many of these people are like implicated or even uh, fit to do this like is there is there some sort of mechanism for for re-election like and there's not which it seems crazy to me like that there's not some sort of like uh non-confidence vote that uh that congress can make or something like that in in the president i mean that's what impeachment is but then you just go down the list rather than you know having like another vote or something anyways uh it's kind of beside well it's not beside the point because uh uh today's quote uh today's quote we have uh, a sponsor today uh let's see here who do we got today greg uh mr fox triple a tnt 
Uh, call one eight hundred TNT NOV five if you want uh, if you want some f some AAA grade TNT uh, for whatever your blowing up needs are. Uh, that is Mr. Fox F A W K E S TNT one eight hundred TNT NOV five. Uh, they are our sponsor today, and they the quote brought to you uh, by them is uh, a quote by comedian Russell Brand: "Total revolution of consciousness." And our entire social, political, and economic system is what interests me. But that's not on the ballot. Um, that's, uh, it's, that's, again, Russell Brand, uh, again, comedian and, and author. Uh, yeah, that's a, it's a quote that, that really hits me because uh, it's kind of my personal feelings on a lot of this stuff, too. Um, you know, every every kind of election goes by and all these sort of little sort of things happen along the way and and all the while I'm kind of thinking like well why can't we just have like immediate major change in in some areas you know like I don't see why that can't happen uh without without really upsetting you know much even even if you're talking like insane wealth distribution from like the top to everybody else um like the people like let's be honest the people that the wealth would be coming from would still be left with with unspendable wealth and like they are like they have unspendable wealth multiplied and compounded upon itself millions of times like it it can it can be spread and they can still live their lavish lives and that's that's kind of like what uh what bothers me about that whole scenario uh and uh and yeah i don't know like people might might i don't know tune out as soon as you hear that that quote is from russell brand uh to me that's a mistake i mean humorists and comedians have have always provided some of our most uh insightful insightful uh thought on our social commentary and so but they always seem to not be listened to in their time uh so except for now i think that there's there's kind of a rise in in uh comedy of consciousness comedy of uh of uh you know perception and and i'm I mean, not saying that there wasn't before but uh you know comedy is is especially like something like stand-up it's kind of a new thing i mean there was always like bards and and jesters and whatnot but uh but as far as you know being able to uh to really speak out against political establishment you know it's 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 new like it's as far as like our our whole global social structures is uh concerned like it's relatively new um to be free to do that you know people have always done it but it's always had to be like underhanded like you know mixed in with with humor and shakespeare plays and stuff like that but uh you know it can be overt now like you can tell the <laughs> the president of the United States to go fuck himself right to, right to a TV camera and like not have to worry about getting taken down. And, uh, yeah. So, you know, it's an interesting time for, for comedy and humor that way. And by recent, I mean like, like a hundred years or so. Like I, when I'm talking recent, I mean like sociologically recent, uh, which is a pretty long time scale. So, uh, I kind of want to break down the quote here. Um, because he mentions a few different key words, uh, things that he would like total revolution of. First is, is consciousness. So a revolution in consciousness would be like a, a revolution in our state of mind, 
from to me from like a personal survival mentality uh to species survival and harmony uh because we can make uh personal survival uh obsolete like the feeling for it uh there are obviously our places uh, a lot of places in the world that's still uh where this instinct is is required um but that's because we haven't been sharing our wealth and knowledge and by wealth i don't just mean money i just mean like we haven't been sharing what we have been you know accumulating as far as uh as far as a, a society that has grown uh you know faster than other pockets of the world we've just been keeping all of that for ourselves and 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 wanting to profit off of the other parts of the world while giving while trying to give them uh in order to give ourselves more and more and more and, and it's it's just becoming a, a bigger and bigger problem um when uh like i said before like we can provide everybody like i i firmly believe that we can provide everybody with basic comforts like pretty like like great comforts you know like like homes and food and internet and things that can you know revolutionize humanity like those things are not unattainable and they're they're not providing them for for places that don't currently have them is not a uh, prohibitive cost like totally it's not a prohibitive cost from an absolute scale it's a prohibitive cost from a profit scale for the people that build those things I'm not saying that people that build those things should just be giving them away for free. I'm saying that we socially should be getting some back from the people that have taken a lot from this society. They've they've given a lot to us, but they've taken a lot, and then it's time for them to give it back to us uh, in the form of of helping people that actually need it. I'm not talking about like give me, you know, can't even think of anything. I'm not talking about give me anything. I'm talking about give everybody that needs some needs you know, a basic baseline, give them a basic baseline, uh, you know, a proper education, regardless of where their parents come from. Uh, everybody can start at the same starting point and we can give them that electricity, food, you know, not having to live in, uh, in, uh, meal insecurity. Uh, you know, we have that in, in our own country and like that's in our own country, in our own, uh, Western society and it's shameful because there are people that walk around with enough in their pockets uh, to change like <laughs> hundreds of people's lives um, at, a, at a time and they just you know and we just don't and uh, it's probably pretty easy for me to talk about as somebody who doesn't have you know just the money in my pocket to change people's lives but uh, you know maybe one day uh, maybe the more people listening will be, we'll be able to get there uh, so yeah, you know, I, but I do think that there is a there is a ha a change happening with our with our collective consciousness in the way of uh, in the way of you know how we treat each other, our views on on energy and and using collective knowledge and uh, and equality uh, and and like basic decency, you know, stuff like the um, the quote unquote like Weinstein scandals or or however you want to title the Hollywood and the not even Hollywood, just like this kind of uh, revolution in in exposure of uh, of terrible things that women have had to be enduring for for many many decades, and and so uh, yeah, we uh, we are changing those types of things, I think, 
and and it's getting better and hopefully i th- like i think that as um as people from this generation as people that are you know coming in on their maybe coming in on their mid 30s late 40s as they as as we start to move into into politics and things like that i think these these types of shifts will happen really really fast uh like within a decade or so so um uh he mentions politics we need a, a revolution in in our political system uh which i agree uh it needs it needs a revolution like i said of of i think people moving into those positions of power that have differing opinions and no uh no uh allegiances to old buddies that run energy companies and and uh gun lobbies and bullshit like that um so, uh, like so as those people start to leave uh hopefully sooner rather than later their places will hopefully be taken up by people who are at least somewhat more progressive uh towards uh peaceful and and uh inclusive and collective ideas but also taking the money out of it i think uh is is number one like i don't see how you can run a a political system where people uh, are able to kind of like just (laughs) throw money at a candidate uh because there's obvious uh you know bribery connotations involved in that people don't call it bribery they call it con uh contributions but when you're when you're donating like hundreds of millions of dollars to somebody like what do you you expect something back of course you do of course these these people do like i you know i'd rather they just set like a pretty modest limit on what these uh what these candidates can actually use to run on i don't know how something like that would end up being enforced but I think here in Canada we have we have political campaign limits, uh, but I also think I mean in the U.S. they have an issue. The biggest issue, in my opinion, is the two-party system. Like, um, there's no room for dissenting ideas, both bad and good, to have their own uh, own voice in the actual end game. You know, like they do rise, they do rise. You see the rise of people like Bernie Sanders on like a a, a more left-wing side. And you see the rise, obviously, of somebody like Donald Trump on the more right wing side. If the U.S. had uh, had the ability to have those people run their own separate campaigns from the Democratic and Republican parties and have like a socialist party and a Tea Party or whatever you want to call it, Nazi Party, um, then uh, then then they would have that. And Donald Trump might get like. 25% 25% of the vote or something uh which i mean is still despicable but like he would get maybe 25% of the vote while you know everything else is kind of split and and you'd have a parliament like we do of people that uh you know their voices are still heard that's the point right they're in the parliament and their voices are are, are still heard and they're still part of the conversation uh the way the two party system works i mean everybody just tries to navigate their way to the middle uh which you know is not really a good way to get decision making done uh because when you're trying to please everybody you can't like it's just impossible so uh you end up you know inevitable conclusions like like somebody like Donald Trump popping up and everybody uh getting rallied behind him just because he's something different um which I don't necessarily disagree with I think that uh I think that somebody from the outside to shake things up in in the political spectrum was potentially a good thing. 
uh, obviously it was the very, very worst possible uh, person that it could have been. Um, if it was like, uh, like Bill Gates or or you know like an Elon Musk or something like that, then yeah, it probably would it probably would have helped. Although Musk is like Canadian and South African, I think so. I don't think he can run for president. Sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, and his third point was the economic system. System, you know, like like. Yeah, economics is is where my is where my education is, and and it, I don't know, it, maybe it, it countered it a little bit as I as I learned more about it, but it made me realize that it's like like money is not a thing, like it's just not there, especially since we've gone off, or at least the U.S. gone off the gold standard. Like, there's nothing backing it anymore, and like things like Bitcoin start to pop up and that type of thing, which which kind of make me nervous because there's nothing backing that either um like what what is the what is the what is the real economy behind bitcoin like where is its value coming from because we judge uh we judge value of of countries currencies based on their uh their their economic strength you know their exports and their imports their actual production what is what is bitcoin's production and uh so stuff like that makes me nervous. Um, I mean, not nervous like uh, in a in a way that Donald Trump and and Kim Jong Un make me nervous, but just nervous as from like an investment standpoint. Anyways, um, yeah, and uh, so I mean, money is increasingly becoming this just like scorecard that we have. It's not even really a thing. Everybody owes everybody everything. Debt is like. <laughs> Debt is just like an ever-growing bubble uh, where everybody owes everybody and nobody's ever paying each other back. And so it's either going to come to a head where all of these debts get called and nobody can pay them, uh, a la the 2008 financial crisis, or uh, all of that debt gets forgiven somehow. And that, um, I mean, I don't even know how that would work. That would probably you know, cause some sort of violence in some sort of areas and uh, or maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. That would be an interesting uh, experiment, I think, uh, to just forgive all global debt. Um, but uh, it would never happen. So, uh, yeah, and it's kind of like it used to provide a medium exchange so that people could could easily exchange things. But now it's just kind of making it more har- It's making it harder and harder because we instead of you know, seeking something that we want, we just seek money and more money and money and money and money and uh, not really sure what we're going to do if we have more of it, but we're just going to, we're just going to get more of it. Uh, I mean, obviously a lot of us have goals in mind for money and stuff like that, but Here's the thing, like if you achieve those goals, do you keep going for money or do you stop? And do you keep and then if you achieve those next goals, do you keep going for money or do you stop? And like da, 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 da. and that's how these people that end up at the very, very top, you know, end up just just collecting more and more and more and more. Uh, because they want to see their scorecard go up. Uh because somebody else's scorecard is, is closer or higher. Um yeah, it's it's a very I don't know, it's a weird mindset. Uh you know, something that strikes me about this quote is that it doesn't doesn't really mention any sort of violence. Like it's just talking about 
uh it's actually says that's not on the ballot like it's 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 saying like hey like we want this option like but it's not there like who's going to give us this option maybe russell brand should be giving us this option <laughs> uh, um but uh yeah i heard uh i heard a ted talk with an economist uh, you know the name escapes me uh but uh he he was speaking about revolutions and and they were talking about violent revolutions and stuff like that and i used to think uh until pretty recently because this was not that long it was only like a, you know less than a year ago that i heard this um that like a violent revolution you know especially in a place like the u.s is almost inevitable one way or the other uh th- like there is violence there uh severe violence uh it's already happening i don't know maybe we're in it uh but yeah so uh but but some sort of you know You'd think that there would be some sort of trigger after one of these, you know, uh, shootings or something. But anyways, I used to think that, you know, there's kind of an inevitability of violence in any revolution when there is when there, in any society where equality uh, is getting out of hand, uh, inequality is getting out of hand. Uh, and this guy, well, he, he made an interesting point. Uh, and sorry, his name escapes me, but he made an interesting point of... Um, well, it's like think about the U.S. You have these little uh, congressional uh, elections, you know, municipal elections, where they vote for these people that vote in this uh, in this electoral college uh, that ultimately decides who is president of the United States. You know, um, normally the electoral college votes along with the uh with the populace but not always and uh you know these are little tiny elections that i'm sure you know we have them in in canada too you know in mayor elections or little like chancellor and like stuff like that uh and uh and so the people that show up for these elections are in like the 30 percent much less like the you know, only like 60% or whatever end up actually showing up to the general election. And then, so what about these small elections? 30% of people show up to them. And then the people that those 30% pick are the ones that end up choosing the president of the United States. So you don't need a violent revolution. You need 100% voter turnout. Because then you, that's that's a revolution right there. You have 70% of people that aren't, politically engaged now politically engaged now their voices are are counting uh so i mean i don't know what is what is with people that don't vote but like (laughs) i I know people find it boring sometimes but you have to like you it's an important part of what we're all dealing with right politics and and uh and economics like it it does affect all of us and like the 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 uh, decisions that get made at this high level, things on net neutrality, things on uh, on on civil rights, things on uh, you know judges appointed and stuff like that, supreme judge, supreme court judges appointed, like those have repercussions that last for decades uh, in the long run, and so we have to be mindful of those things. Like it's not just one offs. Like this isn't just like. A uh, hey, let's flip of the bird to the liberals, or or flip of the bird to the conservatives, or whatever. Like, uh, these things create waves that last for for decades and and, and sometimes centuries. So, uh, yeah, I just uh, I guess that could be it for today. A little thought on like revolution and violent revolution and 
you know, what types of revolutions we should be looking for and seeing and, and pushing for. Uh, that quote again, uh, total revolution of consciousness and our entire social, political and economic system is what interests me. But that's not on the ballot. That is Russell Brand. And that quote again is brought to you by Mr. Fox, AAA TNT, 1-800-TNT-NOV-5. Uh, that is uh, AAA grade TNT. It, it, it will blow up anything you need it to blow up. Uh, thank you, Greg, for finding that sponsor for us today. Uh, Mr. Fox, F-A-W-K-E-S, AAA TNT, 1-800-TNT-NOV-5. Uh, you call them for all your explosion needs. Uh, thanks again to Crooked Spies for giving us some tunes today. Uh, and, uh, and thanks, uh, as always, to anybody that, that's tuning in and paying attention. Uh, we will see you guys again tomorrow. This is uh, Throwback Thursday. Tomorrow is Friday, and it will be the completion of our, our first week of the quote of the day. Uh, so uh, we'll maybe we'll, we'll do a little uh, something special tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, everybody, uh, thanks again for listening, and have a good day. This is how it goes When you're on your